Here a few days ago, um, Bubba walked into the doctor's office, and the receptionist asked him, you know, what he had. And Bubba said he got shingles. So he wrote, she wrote his name down, took his address, got his medical insurance number, and told him to take a seat. And 15 minutes later, the nurse's aide came in and, and asked Bubba what he had. Bubba said, I've got shingles. So she wrote down his height and his weight, a complete medical history, and told Bubba to, to wait in the examining room. And a half hour later, the nurse came in and asked Bubba what he had. And Bubba said, I've got the shingles. So the nurse gave Bubba a, a blood test, checked his blood pressure, did an electrocardiogram, and told Bubba to take off all his clothes and wait for the doctor. An hour later, the doctor came in, found Bubba sitting patiently in the nude, and asked Bubba what he had. And Bubba said, I've got shingles. And, you know, the doctor checked him over, and, and, he, and he said, where? Bubba said, outside on the truck, all I need to know is, is where you need me to unload them. <laughs> Has anybody ever had a day like that? You know, nobody, after having a day like that at the end of the day, could, could honestly say that they had the joy of the Lord. The question I have for you this morning is, on the average day, when we get to the end of the day, do we have the joy of the Lord in our hearts? Do we have that joy of the Lord in our hearts? Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus this morning. I just praise you and I thank you, Father, for your word this morning. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that, that ministers the truth of the word to us. Father, I pray that everything that comes out of my mouth will be what you once said, will be uplifting, Father, and will point people to Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of my message this morning is, is Having the Joy of the Lord in Troubled Times. Turn, turn to John chapter 15, uh, and we're going to start with verse 7. And it says this, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. I want you to notice there what the requirement is for remaining in God's love. It's just simply doing the Word of God. You know, knowing what the Word of God says and then being a doer of it. If you keep my commandments, 
you will remain in, in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. So have I told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The joy of the Lord is, is God's stimulus package, okay? The joy of the Lord is God's stimulus package. You know, we, we hear about, you know, stimulus packages and, and everything that the government is, is making available, and, and, you know, I, I guess I have mixed feelings about that, you know, because... Somewhere there's going to come a payday, I think. But God has a stimulus package for his church, and it's the joy of the Lord. Happiness is, is not joy. You know, sometimes I think we, we confuse happiness with, with joy, and, and, and happiness is not joy. Happiness is, is an emotion that we experience. You know, happiness is the feeling of contentment or satisfaction or pleasure. Happiness is caused by external events. You know, Bubba over here for sure didn't have any happiness, you know, after he sat the biggest part of the day in the doctor's office and all he wanted to do was unload the shingle. Okay? You know, that's you know, that, that didn't create happiness, but that was an external event. Happiness is, is caused by external events. You know, winning the lottery, you know, uh, getting a new car or a new pickup or a new tractor or a new combine or, or, or something new that, you know, that, that makes you happy for just a little bit, but that's something that's external. You know, it's 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 watching the Chiefs win a big a ball game on your big screen TV. You know, where's this, my where's my Chief fans here? Okay. You know, it, it it's winning a ball game. Happiness and and joy are are two different two different things. Happiness comes from the outside, but joy comes from the inside. And, and that's what we're going to talk about, about this morning. In Psalms chapter 51, it says this, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Grant me the joy of, of your salvation. You know, in... in the time that we're living in, I think some of us in the church are in danger of losing the joy of our salvation. And that's something that we need to protect. We need to protect with, 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 with all of our, our being. The Passion Version of, of that Scripture says this, Let my passion for life be restored. Let the passion, my passion for life, be restored. You 
tasting joy in every breakthrough that you bring me. Hold me close with a willing spirit that obeys whatever you say. Let my passion for life be restored. Let my passion for life be restored. You know, I think sometimes we get we get wore down by by everyday circumstances, you know, by by our job, you know, by the news report, you know, stuff stuff that we listen on TV, CNN, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, you know, Fox, I mean, you, you name it, you know, the, inf- the information is out there, and you don't even have to watch that stuff on TV. It'll just pop up on your telephone, you know, and, and tell you how bad stuff stuff is going. You know, it'll, it'll tell you, you know, how many people were murdered in Springfield, you know, last year and, and, and all the violence and all that stuff. And, and we just get bombarded with that stuff day in to day out, 24-7, 365 days a year. And, and it'll wear on you after a while. It'll wear on you after a while. But you need to, to insulate yourself from, from all that junk, from all the bad news, and, and, and find yourself in the Word of God. Because there's no joy in the world. You may find a little happiness now and then, but there, there is no joy in the world system today. There's just not. There's no joy there. In Psalms chapter 13, turn in your Bible to Psalms chapter 13, Verse 5 and 6, it says, But I will trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praises, for he has been good to me. Glory to God. God has been good to Jim and Suzanne, you know, you know, I've said this, I may have said this the last time I, I ministered, but God has been good to us. God has been good to us. God has been good to Oakton. You know, you know sometimes we, we tend to focus on, on everything that, that's going on that's bad, but we need to quit that. You need to stop that nonsense and, and remember back when God did something good at Oakton, when God did something good at, at Jim and Suzanne's house because there's been a lot of good things happen. There's been a lot of good things happen. Now, that doesn't mean that we haven't had some tough times. We have had some tough times. But when we got our eyes back on God, God turned things around. God turned things around. I'm telling you what, over 17 people being born again last week, that's something to shout about, folks. 
Amen. Glory to God. I'm telling there there is still a party going on in heaven because of those 17 people that got born again. More than 17 that got born again. Lives have been changed. And 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 every one of us was a part of that. Amen. God has done something good in the house. And that's what we need to focus on, not not you know all the all the things that that Satan brings against you, and he says, oh, well, remember this? Oh, you, you know about her? You know about him? Don't, don't pay any attention to that stuff. You know, back in 1980, Johnny Lee, which is a, um, a country recording artist, uh, recorded the song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. And, and some of the lyrics go like this. You know, looking for love in all the wrong places, playing a fool's game, looking for love in too many faces, searching their eyes, looking for traces of what I dream of. You know, as a church, I think too many times we're looking for joy in all the wrong places. We, we need to refocus. You know, we, we need to refocus as a body and, and, and look for our joy and, and our fulfillment in God. You know, quit looking at the news. You know, just quit it. You know, it can be done. You know, I, I'm, I'm a testimony to that. It can be done. You know, you don't have to watch Fox every morning when you get up. You know, just, just shut it off. You can still know what's going on, but just because you pick up stuff by accident. You know, or somebody will come in and say, hey, have you heard this? Well, no, I hadn't heard that, but, you know, thanks for telling me. That'll give me something to pray about. Amen? Far too many times we look for joy in, in all the wrong places. In Psalms chapter 63, starting with verse 1, says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. Let me read that again. You know, is, is, this, is this our hard cry this, this morning? Is this our hard cry? You God or my God? I'm earnestly seeking for you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift and in your name I will lift up my hands 
I will be fully satisfied as with the richest foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. In verse 2 of that, that scripture, it says, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. I've seen you in the sanctuary. What is a sanctuary? It's a safe place. You know, that's the reason they call this a sanctuary, because it's a safe place. Amen? But you don't have to come here to, to find a safe place. You know, the sanctuary, if Jesus is your Lord, the sanctuary is on the inside of you. Because that's where God resides, is on the inside of you. You can get your Bible. You know, read Psalms 91. That's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Because it brings me into a safe place. And just stay there for a while. Stay there for a while. Shut out all the all the junk, you know, all the all the bad news. Because there's more than enough bad news. You know, forget all that stuff. You say, well, I can't forget it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. If you spend enough time in the Word of God, you know, the Word of God becomes more real than the bad news that that's on on TV. You know, and I think that's where where so many times we've we've messed up that that we 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 allow all the bad news to become more real than what our God is. You know, we serve we serve a real God. We serve a real God. We serve a real God. And, and the way that he becomes more real to you is spending time with him. Spending time with him. Meditating on the word, meditating on the promises that, that, he's, that he's given us. There's over 3,000 of them in the Bible. You know, it'd take you a while to get through them all. Okay? But that's where we find our joy. You know, we're, we're, we're not going to find joy. You know, I, I like to go on vacations. You know, we don't go on too many of them, but, but we, we have gone on vacations and, and enjoyed them. You know, we've gone to, to uh, you know, South Dakota a few times and Wyoming, and, and uh, you know, we're, we're not well-traveled, but, but we enjoy it when we go. But, you know, that doesn't bring joy. It just brings happiness. And there's nothing wrong with being happy. You know, happiness is, is, is a byproduct of, of your joy. Okay? You know, if, if you're going on vacation to get away from the pressures at home, I got news for you. The pressures of home are going to be there waiting on you when you get back. Okay? But when you spend time with God, and, and you can go to the, you know, you can go to the Rocky Mountains, or you can go to the Ozarks, or, 
you know, you can go to Kansas City or St. Louis, wherever you like to go on, on a vacation, but you can go there with a purpose of, of getting away from what's going on at home and getting with God and, 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 and getting some direction from God. You know, that, that's a good vacation. That's a good vacation, but just going on a vacation to get, get away from the pressures of home, uh, it, it's only temporary. It's only temporary because if, if you left the problems at home, they're going to be waiting for you when you get back. Unless you get God involved. Amen? Hallelujah. I don't hear too many people jumping up and, and shouting about that, but it's the truth. It's the truth. There, there's troubles in America. Okay? You know, there's troubles in, in, in the land. But God has a plan to bring you through the storm. Amen? There's trouble in the land, but God has a plan to bring us through the storm. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, he says, I've got plans for you and they're all good. That's Jim Worth's paraphrase, okay? But you can go, you can turn to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, and, and that's basically what it says, okay? God says, I've got plans for you. There's plans for prosperity and, and peace and joy and everything that you need that's good. I've got plans for you. He also has a plan to, to bring this nation together and not tear it apart. Church, it's time to pray. It's time to pray. Here, two or three weeks ago, um, Pastor Kent challenged us that, uh, that we need to pray as, as a congregation and, uh, you know, I, I can't say exactly what he said, but, but he encouraged everyone to, to, to pray and, and said that we would open the church up anytime someone wanted to come. If, if we wanted to come at 6 o'clock in the morning or, or 7 o'clock in the morning, encourage the body to come and pray and... Um, And, and correct me, Kent, if I'm wrong, but I don't think anybody took took you up on that offer. And uh, but again, you know, it, it's time for the body of Christ to pray. Now you can pray at home; we should be praying at home. But I think there's something about coming into into the church, into the house of God to pray as a body. And and I would encourage you to to reconsider and uh, you know judge yourself and you know contact myself or or, or Pastor Kent or the office. We need to pray for 
for, for this body, for our community, for our nation. God has a plan to bring us through this storm. God has a plan for this nation to bring us together and not divide us. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and, and this is a familiar verse of Scripture to, to everyone, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. You know, he's saying, you know, if, if my people will humble themselves and pray, I'll heal the land and I'm, my eyes will be open and my ears will be listening. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. We, we need to pray for our leaders. In Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, it says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. How do we get joy? By spending time in the Word. By spending time in the Word and and in fellowship with our with our Father God and, and being a doer of the Word. Being a doer of the Word. Being a doer of the Word, not just knowing it. You know, knowing it's good, you got to know it, but you also got to be a doer of it. And, and, the, and the word says that if you will humble yourselves and pray, I'll heal the land. You know, my challenge to you this morning is to pray. Because God wants, you to, wants to bring you through this storm. Okay? And he wants to heal our land. You know, sometimes we say, well, we're just a you know, small, insignificant place out here in the middle of, middle of nowhere, in the middle of a cornfield. But you know, a revival starts with one person getting excited about Jesus. That's how a revival starts. It just will start with me. It just will start with you. My challenge for you this morning is, is, is to find a time to pray. Not just say, I'm going to pray, but pray. You know, I know we're all busy. You know, we all got lots of things to do. But we've, we've seen how quickly, you know, a nation can change how quickly our lives can change, not necessarily for the better, you know, how, how our circumstances can change. They can change in, in, a, in the snap of a finger. You know, we, we can go from being a, having a, a prosperous nation, you know, with, with a robust economy down to a nation that 
that has been brought to its knees, the economy has been brought to its knees by, by, by fear. Our God is bigger than that. We have a God that's bigger than that. Amen? And, and we need to fall on our knees We need to fall on our knees as a nation and ask God to forgive us for having gods above him and know that he's looking, his eyes are open, and his ears are attentive to our prayers. Amen. Glory to God. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 